pop story tonight, the XFL. Everyone's freaking out because the XFL just lost $60 million in its first year of existence under the rock. And I'm here to tell you why that does not matter at all on Player Profiler today. So, yes, it is true that the XFL in year one under the rock, the relaunch of the relaunch after Vince McMahon, ooh, sons of tried and failed to jump on my desk, much like Vince McMahon tried and failed with the XFL. But the second time wasn't Vince McMahon's fault. The second time, I don't know if you remember. XFL was doing pretty well. The social media had taken off. The DC defenders had the beer snake going. It was awesome. And then the pandemic hit. And then we had to shut things down. But the XFL was really doing something the first time around. And now they've relaunched. And it was a pretty good product that they had. They had some pretty talented players. And most importantly, they have had a bunch of players sent to the NFL. They are in camp this offseason with NFL teams. And that is the importance of the XFL. We need more snaps for especially offensive linemen and especially quarterbacks. Edge rushers, secondary members. Yes, there's a lot of technique that needs to go on, but those are the kinds of things with your athleticism and your footwork you can work on more easily yourself same with the wide receiver position you can run routes yourself at quarterback there is nothing that simulates being a quarterback in a live game there is nothing that simulates being an offensive lineman in a real game and so the xfl had a successful first season but the report comes out oh the XFL, they lost $60 million this year. This is unsustainable. Look at all the spring leagues, all the NFL junior leagues. They all fail. This cannot succeed. They lost $60 million. That's so much money. Have you ever heard of startup costs? You know, it costs money to hire all these people, hire all these coaches, hire all these players, put in the infrastructure, the training staff, the facilities that you have to rent out and sign lease agreements on. There are the stadium agreements. There is a lot of money that goes into starting up any business, including a football team. So yeah, oftentimes, I don't know if you knew this, but oftentimes not just football businesses, but businesses in general will lose money in the first year, in the second year, sometimes even the third, fourth, fifth year. It takes a while for a lot of businesses to break even. So when you hear the XFL lost 60 million, you should think, huh, okay, oh well, what are they projected to make next year? And the answer to that is $100 million in revenue projected for the XFL. Now, of course, there will be more expenses, but there will be less expenses that are not involved in startup. Remember, there's all this upfront money when you start a business. Now, that's all being paid off. It'll just be regular expenses. It won't be the whole hundred million in profit, but a hundred million in revenue is going to help to put a dent in that $60 million in debt. The XFL is going to be fine. And it's kind of interesting how this all came up. Suddenly everyone has turned on the rock. Who'd have thought that the rock would lose the public's fandom 
And it's been a bunch of things. Black Adam absolutely flopped. I didn't see the movie, but by all accounts, it's The Rock as a good guy. But he's supposed to be a bad guy. But he, because he's The Rock, he can't be a bad guy. And people are kind of thinking, okay, you're Mr. Hollywood. You're The Rock. But you play the same character in every movie. You have now been passed as a wrestling actor by Dave Batista and John Cena. They show some actual range on the screen. So people are just they're starting to get tired of The Rock. They want him to do something new and exciting. But it doesn't matter what you think because The Rock still made $270 million on acting alone last year. And this year, he is set to rejoin the Fast and Furious franchise. He and Vin Diesel have made up. So that's going to be more cash heading straight to The Rock. And if he wants, he can use some of his personal equity and help with the XFL. Doesn't have to do that. But The Rock isn't going to go bankrupt. The XFL isn't going to fail because The Rock can't afford it. It's going to be fine as long as people are patient. But that's like any business. Gotta be patient. You can't just expect to make a profit year one. XFL didn't expect to. The XFL will continue to build, continue to become a minor league for the NFL. And that is what we need. So if you read the headlines that, oh, The Rock, he's going down the tubes. (laughs) Young Rock, whatever that show was called, oh, it got canceled and Black Adam flopped. And he actually, he probably had to beg to go back to Fast and Furious. No, The Rock is still The Rock. He is still one of the biggest draws in Hollywood. People are just fatigued but that doesn't mean anything about the xfl the xfl is going to be fine a spring league in the nfl can exist and it should exist and i'm glad that it does stop freaking out about the xfl and start freaking out about our friends over at the ffpc you know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Sign up today at the FFPC. And if you're over at the FFPC, do you want to draft Alvin Cook in a dynasty league or also seasonal leagues, whatever it is? Do you want Dalvin Cook on your team? Because Dalvin Cook knows what he wants. Dalvin Cook wants more than $5 million a year. And that is reportedly the hangup between Dalvin Cook and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins want to sign Dalvin Cook to a 4 to $5 million contract. And Dalvin Cook says no. I'm not playing for that. I deserve more. Spotrack, Spotrack, whatever the pronunciation is. They have Dalvin Cook valued at $8.7 million. 
And I don't see that. I don't see any team, given the landscape at running back, coughing up $8.7 million to Dalvin Cook. But that's what he wants. He wants something in that ballpark. He's willing to hold out and wait. I think in the end, we're going to see Dalvin Cook play something like $6 million this year. Probably not for the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins want to overpay for Dalvin Cook. And it sounds as though not for the Broncos either. Broncos aren't willing to give Dalvin Cook the contract that he wants. It'll be interesting to see who pays up for Dalvin Cook. We will keep you updated on the rumors. But for now, Broncos seem out and the Finns, they'll sign him if Dalvin Cook lowers his price tag. But Dolphins have a hard cap and they are sticking to it. It's probably why the deal fell through in the first place, because the Dolphins didn't want to pay Dalvin Cook his full contract one of the Vikings to eat some of that money and they just couldn't get it done. And speaking of money, there is nobody making more money right now in the content space than Mr. Beast. And Mr. Beast has a new friend. And that new friend is Tom Brady, the goat of the NFL hanging out with the goat of YouTube. Mr. Beast and Tom Brady, they go out cruising on a $300 million yacht. And they start throwing around, having some fun. Mr. Beast, terrible athlete, cannot catch to save his life. Awful, awful display of hands. There's a reason Mr. Beast is not an NFL player and he's a YouTube. Couldn't catch. Tom Brady just putting it right in his hands. Tom Brady still has that elite accuracy and Jimmy just couldn't get it done. But Tom Brady can. Tom Brady and Mr. Beast start messing around. Hey, I'm going to put my drone behind the boat. We're going to fly the drone around. Let's see if he can hit the drone. And he did. And Tom Brady, right before he hits this drone, says, well, you know, maybe if I hit, can hit this drone, maybe I should come out of retirement because I've still got it. And then he does that. And we don't know if that was actually the first cut because of editing and all of that. But I like to believe in the TV magic that Tom Brady still has it. He is still that good. Could come out of retirement and be glorious if he wanted to. I don't think he will. I don't think he should, but I like the idea of believing that he could if he wanted to. And to close things off, when they went to go retrieve the drone, they were in a boat and he just pegs the guy in the boat right in the chest. It is just Tom Brady still has it. The accuracy is still there. The arm is still there. And apparently Mr. Beast and Tom Brady are friends now, so we will be keeping an eye out for more of that riveting content. Maybe if Tom Brady does decide to come back out of retirement, maybe he announces it on Mr. Beast's channel, potentially. Wouldn't that be something? But we also have some updates around the NFL. Latavius Murray is excited for this season. He thinks he can really contribute for the Buffalo Bills, which made me wonder. Is there anyone else out there that completely forgot Latavius Murray signed with the Buffalo Bills? Because I sure as hell did. I did not remember at all that Latavius Murray was a Buffalo Bill. I completely slipped my mind. Weird. But all right. Latavius Murray, still the RB3. Is Latavius Murray a threat to James Cook? Probably not, because I forgot about him. But eh. let me know if there's any other signings you forgot about players on new teams that you just completely did not remember because Latavius Murray is that guy for me as for the Green Bay Packers Romeo Dobbs continues to get hype that he was targeted heavily by Jordan Love in training camp and OTAs but 
We heard this last year too, this exact same song and dance. I do not believe in Romeo Dobbs. He is the wide receiver three for the Green Bay Packers. He's probably going to end up the fifth option in the passing game behind Luke Musgrave and behind Aaron Jones, of course. And then if he's receiver three, he's behind Jaden Reed and Christian Watson as well. So no, Romeo Dobbs will not be breaking out. Will Elijah Moore? The hype for Elijah Moore continues as well. He is dominating in shorts. The Browns want to get Elijah Moore the ball in space. Lots of quick throws, lots of design plays for Elijah Moore. We'll see if it rings true, but Elijah Moore has it. Elijah Moore is a talented wide receiver. He showed that as a rookie with the Jets before he fell out of favor in a sort of Kyle Shanahan-esque doghouse situation, which we also saw with Denzel Mims. So I'm excited to see Elijah Moore look for a breakout this year with the Browns. Same with Jamison Williams, who is working with Calvin Johnson. They are friends now. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, showing up at Detroit Lions minicamp this week, hanging out with Jamison Williams, going to try to mentor him in the NFL. And speaking of the Detroit Lions, our final story of the night, Jameer Gibbs is getting moved all over the place. He's playing in the backfield. He's playing in the slot. He's playing out wide. Jameer Gibbs moving all over the field. We hear this every year. This is not why I'm excited about Jameer Gibbs, but the pass catching ability still does excite me. The fact that David Montgomery still not practicing means more opportunity for Jameer Gibbs with the first team offense, which could translate to more opportunity with the first team offense in actual games. And finally, final quote from Jameer Gibbs. He actually prefers the NFL to college football because they work hard in the NFL. Dan Campbell is working him hard, but they're not trying to get the guys to kill each other like Nick Saban did at Alabama. So according to Jameer Gibbs, Dan Campbell's practices are easier than the practices he had to do in college. Jameer Gibbs already finding the NFL easier than college football. 